Blog what Talk is going Radio. on? What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Sunday night, October 7th. We're going to be joined tonight on a dose of buffa by a special guest, Adam Simon, Hollywood actor, screenwriter. You may have seen him in co-write Shia LaBeouf's Man Down, and he's also writing the upcoming Netflix original film, Point Blank. Not Point Break. There's no Bodie. There's no Keanu Reeves. There's no third Point Break remake. It's just Point Blank with Aunt Frank Grillo, Anthony Mackie, Marsha Gay Harden. He's also getting ready to gear up to do a remake of The Raid. So a lot of good stuff coming with Adam. We're going to talk to him on this little episode of A Dose of Buff. I'm firing this back up. I did a test round last week just to kind of see what's going on and, you know, get on here and rant around a little bit. So I got Adam. Let's go ahead and connect the dude. What Adam? up, man? Dude. What's cracking? so easy. This thing is so is this great. easy? So this is Blog Talk Radio. You're like live okay. and I'm live. So we're, this is almost like semi-professional. We're, we're, we're like making uh, our way That's towards impossible. Things. Yeah. I mean, this is almost like Barbara Walters with two bearded guys instead of Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's impossible for you and me to be semi-professional. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I know. I know. We're, 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 it's, it's a journey, you know. It's a journey from from rogues to professionalism. That's amazing. So I'm. So what's uh, going on? Uh, well, I'm walking into an international house of pancakes to use the restroom. An IHOP. Heck yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. So you guys are getting me live. You're getting me live as I'm walking into a urinal. Uh, this is groundbreaking stuff. Yeah, this is this is all fascinating. So here's here's how my night went. I was staying in a hotel. I was uh, supposed to grab a uh, train to head up north to San Luis Obispo, and that didn't happen because uh, the train was overbooked. So uh, now I'm taking a lift. Now I'm in a bathroom and an IHOP, and it's fantastic and. Yeah, so that's what's happening. That's hey, that's my night. That's so I, I paid a Lyft driver kind of kind of off book uh, cash to run me up there. So that's that's what I'm currently doing. You're basically like bribing Lyft drivers. I I love it. Just do what I say. But what's going on? What, what's going on with you, man? What are you up to? Man, I am sitting. What's going on in your life? I'm talking about it. You put the kids down. Kids are doing good. I put the kid down. The, the the wife is upstairs sipping wine, and I am downstairs in this large dining room with my laptop out. I'm sipping coffee and I'm drinking whiskey at the same time. Oh, that's freaking fantastic! Yeah, that's why I got this guy I, driving. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so it's so I can I can drink and ride, uh, and he can uh, just drive. Oh, this guy's fantastic. He's uh uh. Uh, from the Ukraine and uh, spent some time in Israel and then made his way out here. So we're having like this incredible conversation about life. And then I guess SpaceX did a launch tonight over a freeway. At least 
that's what they're telling people. So I put it on my yeah. Instagram. I have an Instagram story of this rocket, like, taking off and then, and then kind of splitting. I'm sticking to the fact that I think it's Tom Cruise and John Travolta taking off in a rocket from the Scientology Center to meet Xenu. That's right, yeah. And Beyonce's like their, uh, their, their captain. And, and it's led by Vin <laughs> Diesel's riding the ship. He's like, ha, 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 hold on, Tom. Because Vin Diesel works about once every four years, so he's free. But uh, So you're watching Rockets, Jesus. and I'm sipping coffee. Jesus Christ, man, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. All right, so. Uh, how's, you, how's everything, man? Getting, how's life? Let's talk. Not much, man. I, I just. We've been like putting this off. This 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 is like the, you know, this is like a couple guys going, hey, we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk, and then it just, you know, life gets in the way. This life's a piece of shit, and it doesn't leave us alone. And and 24 hours is not enough for a day. But I want to talk to you about what you're doing right now, and that is, it's called uh, Point Blank. And I can't wait for this because number one, it's Netflix, it's War Party, it's Frank Grillo, it's an Adam Simon fucking joint so tell me about point blank because everybody is going to confuse this with the third unnecessary remake of point break and i have to tell them no it's point blank you idiots so please inform my audience (laughs) or or they say it's the lee marvin joint right like they yeah oh yeah yeah but it's it's really a take off of uh the Fred Cavier film, uh, about Porton, Porton. Um, but it's uh, a French film. Um, really, really great uh, movie. But this, you know, this isn't a, a, a remake. It's not a reboot. It's a complete reimagining. And here's the deal, man. Like, uh, War Party is one of the few to be doing doing this kind of a thing. Um, and we're and we're on point blank doing this with Gamont, of course, but. Uh, they've, you know, working on the raid and working on Point Blank, uh, both great films. I mean, fantastic films, but it's, it's, look, if we're going to approach this, then if the title was taken away from the movie, for example, right? Like, that's the only similarity between the original, both of these films that we're working on uh, and what what we've done. It's a complete reimagining. It's a story that stands alone by itself. Uh, it's, and it's, and it's really incredible. I'm, I'm excited for all things. And we'll talk a little more about point blank, but I'm excited for all things that are coming out of war party. Like Carnan was saying the other day, he was like to quote Ricky Bobby, like at war party, basically we just piss excellence. Um, you are, yeah. <laughs> because and it started with, you know, really, they got the, coming thing up. Was, the thing was about Wheelman is that, you know, Wheelman. that was a movie that it could have been in the theaters but I think that Netflix gave War Party and Frank and Jeremy and Joe just a little bit more freedom, and I think that's going to continue with what I've seen at Point Blank. You just have you have fights and car washes. You got Frank wearing a hospital gown. You got Marsha Gay Harden, who just who's never going to age, <laughs> and just, she looks gorgeous. And you got Anthony Mackie. So you have you know a couple Marvel guys actually you know playing like like they're getting along. So that that's going to be great. But Netflix, what is it? And, and I guess you, you've dealt with them as much a little bit now. What is it about Netflix that 
people are just flocking to making movies and, and shows there. Sorry, we had a guy that was asking a question. Um, uh, no, I, I think the thing with Netflix. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it was a, it was a, it was a, my boy. It was my boy. We're side, he's he's getting some flapjacks, man. He did, so he's oh, wondering man. if I wanted a side of bacon or something. I'm like, nah, go ahead. Uh, so yeah, man. Like, um, I I think the thing with Netflix is uh, I, streaming is where everything is going. Like it just is, and. I think there's a hot kind of cage match uh, between Amazon and Netflix. And, um, you know, so a lot of people are, are flocking to them. They got the money and they've got, you know, they're kind of hands off. Uh, they stay out of the way of, of people who know what they're doing. I think the really brilliant thing about uh, Wheelman is, uh, it, 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 and you know this because you saw the movie, but it was so entertaining. Um, Frank just fucking carried that thing like a champ. Uh, Jeremy Rush's direction was just on point, and it's it's just streamlined filmmaking. I, I, and I, you know, carried this wonderful gravity to it as well, and had this really kind of sweet father daughter tale. At, yeah, it's hard, and that really helps so, out too. That, that, yeah, yeah. That was like the heart so of the that movie. Was, that's yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of the uh, shot, like the first shot fired, right? It's like bang, like here's this here's this wheel, man, and um, it's phenomenal. And then it's like, okay, well, what's what else is coming out of of War Party? And it's like, well, there's El Chicano, who I talked to this other dude about this today. Like El Chicano's the first. Uh, you know, a Latino superhero origin film, but at its core, it's a it's a beautiful story about uh, brothers and and rivalry, and this really cool family dynamic. It's also an, a, a, an entirely Latino cast, it's directed by Ben Bray. So, you know, it's this phenomenal movie. That's been an interesting thing to watch unfold, because, you know, Joe really believes in this film, he's, he's said a million times, he's like, die for a movie. I'm going to die on my feet with this, this fucking thing. And he, he loves it. And I think it's uh, I think it's a sleeper. I think a, a lot of people are, are sleeping on this thing. And, and by people, I mean, old white dudes in suits who don't yeah, understand who make the, decisions. The com- <laughs> right. The commercial viability of, 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 of a film like that. And nor have they done their homework on, on Latino audiences. But at the same time, it's like a movie for everybody. So, there, you know, there's that. Um, and I personally have gone to people who I know uh, within kind of money and distribution circles and things like that. And I've gone to them, guys who owe me favors. And they're like, ah, nah. Like once they see that it's a, a Latino cast. And I think, you know, I'm a betting kind of a man, <laughs> so I would say that they're dead wrong, uh, and they're going to be fucking sorry. This movie's awesome. Yeah, uh, the cast is great, yeah, and, and, and it, it's a and, fucking great movie. And really, you got you know Ben Bray worked on the the stunt crew of The Gray. He's a former stunt man, and I think that there's uh, the writer director of the, of uh, John Wick has kind of paved that way for 
stuntmen and women actually become filmmakers. So that that's kind of a cool angle. This guy's been a stuntman before he was a filmmaker. And I think that brings a movie like El Chicano just a little bit different, a little bit different of a twist, especially yeah, when it comes and, to the action. Yeah, and dude, on top of that, Ben's been directing for a long time. Like he's done a lot of a lot of television. The guy works quick. It's you know streamlined filmmaking. Um, I've never seen George, George Lopez in a role like this. Never seen him better. Um, Raul Castillo, um, you know, all these guys. And I saw a rough version of the movie. I saw the, you know, the premiere and it's, it's fucking great. So you got that. Then I got to see when we were shooting point blank, I got to see a rough cut of boss level and a holy fucking shit. Like, Oh yeah. You know, here, here comes Joe, like sitting in the director's chair again. And, um, you know, Mel's great. Naomi's great. Frank kills it. It's hilarious. I mean, it's that kind of, it's, it's not this, so I don't want to give the wrong idea, but it's got that smoke and aces craziness, but it's got, and that like, was a wonderful, good vibe, man. Yeah. And there's, but it's got this hell of a heart uh, to it. Cause it's a story about a father, like trying to put his life together, you know? And, and so it's got this really sweet story, but it's funny as fuck and, and just action packed and really great. And then there's Point Blank, and that brings us kind of up to present day. So, like, Point Blank, we wrapped on it uh, last month. Joe Lynch is an absolute mad scientist and madman um, and has done something really excellent. Frank is just snapping necks and fucking people up. And, and, uh, it's and it's, it's turning it's, Frank Grillo loose. <laughs> really? Doing, right? Yeah, really. I mean, it's kind of, kind of what's happening. But he and Mackie got this really kind of great 48 hours thing going on. Oh, that's kind of, <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of, you know, natural to who they are. Um, they're really, uh, they got a great friendship and, uh, you know, they're both incredible on screen. And it's just kind of this on screen chemistry that they have that's really great. And it was fun to watch. And like you said, Marsha Gay Harden's like a beast. Um, and she's yeah. in a role that's, uh, that I can't, I don't want to talk too much about because I don't want to give a lot of shit away, but she's phenomenal. Yeah. Boris McGiver's amazing. Marquise Moore plays this character is so dope. <laughs> and I can't wait because he's hilarious and, and just great. And I, I'm super happy with, uh, what was shot. And I, I got to be out there. The producers were great. Joanna Byer. And it, it's just Man, it's it's just phenomenal, and now we're we're gearing up for the raid. Um, so so and, and you know, I like yeah. that? I'm looking at the plot of this movie, and it says there's a nurse and there's a criminal. I'm just getting a slight hard to kill Stephen Seagal vibe here with Seagal and Kelly the Brock. Maybe I'm just out of my mind, but that's the first thing that came to my mind because I'm an I'm an action junkie from the '80s <laughs> of that's a nurse amazing. helping a, a yeah, no, criminal break a, out of a hospital. Yeah, there's a little bit of that, and there's a little bit of a, a who done it, like trying to figure out, you know, what's who who yeah, are the players in this game, and what's happening, and it, it's just a lot of fun and and um, and just really great. And I, I think uh, people are going to see something that they, you know, we've seen this kind of a formula before, right? But we're we're doing it yeah. in a way that people haven't seen it before and that's partly uh, Joe Lynch's vision that's uh, in part 
you know, the cast that's bringing the thing to life and it's kind of everything coming together in a really uh, amazing way. I've, I've just, you know, like this is kind of a turning point for me uh, yeah, because I got to, sure. yeah, like, you know, to go from man down and kind of some of these uh, other serious dramas that I was working on and then to kind of, kind of make this turn and partner up with, with uh, Joe and Frank has been, um, it's just been lovely, man. And um, I've had some, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you saw, I mean, I'm committed. I got war, war party tatted on my arm now, but like, um, I, I just, uh, I enjoy working with these guys. I mean, it's, it's just, there's no bullshit. It's just like, Hey, let's get to work. Let's make the best story that we can, yeah. we can make. And, and let's get it out there. And they seem as a, and yeah, and they seem to be wanting. I mean, what I've been seeing from War Party, they want to either do something very, very entertaining or do something different. And that's something that Hollywood definitely needs—just a little bit different flavor of film and entertainment. Yeah, because we're in this kind of. Um, I'm not knocking it, man. Like it's 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 good. Like I I love it, but we are in in kind of a fast food. Uh, um, avalanche of of filmmaking. I think the really exciting thing about about filmmaking right now is we're getting a lot of um, we're getting a lot of independent voices that are that are able to create because they have access to things that we didn't have access to even five years ago. And so everybody's finding a way to create and to make content and to do those things. Um, but you know, we're, we're also kind of being inundated with this formulaic, um, Big Mac, you know, large fries and Coke yep. way of making movies, which is, uh, you know, everybody, everybody, let me have your attention, pull out your copy of save the cat, turn to page 20. Now here's the yeah. part in the script. Like everybody's just following this blueprint and we need the you know and and i understand like you're dealing with universal themes you're dealing with hero's journey and you're dealing with all that stuff but you know i think in today's day and age like we gotta we gotta step outside the box we gotta create new narratives and and storytelling and new ways of telling stories and in in just ways that people haven't seen before it's exactly what you were saying and uh, what I love about these guys is that's exactly what they're doing. And, th- and that's where I want to be. I don't, man, I don't, you know, for all its money and everything else, like, I, I, I'm very blessed to be able to work on these things, and be kind of away from the machine a little bit, because that's a, yeah. that's a, that's a monster of an animal. I think if you, you know, with few exceptions, there's a couple projects that I would definitely get down on. But um, aside from those few, I think if you throw me into that mix, somebody would somebody would die. I would I would rip somebody's larynx out, um, <laughs> and that's not good for anybody. This is not. And I don't. Yeah. I know I come off as kind of brazen sometimes in our conversations. Like I, like I play well with others, and I I try to to work well with others. I just don't, I don't work well with a room full of suits telling me how a story should evolve. 
when they don't, you know, yeah. there isn't a creative bone in their bodies. It's just, yeah, it's the guys with the biggest bank accounts who are telling you how the story needs to go. And that, that, uh, that just rubs me the wrong way. You know, or you got yeah, those money guys they, who just want to be involved because they want to be on set so they can take selfies with cast. Yeah, like so that. they can just all change things. And they also want you to change yourself. They want you to change what you created in order to fit it into their mold of uh, salesmanship. And, and, and that's always that always takes a piece out of the creator to go, okay, well, let me just take this beautiful fucking thing that I made and gift wrap it for you like it's a square peg into your square hole. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, uh, that's not for me. That's not for me. There's a, no, but there's a couple again, of things. We'll, we'll, it's been, dude, it's just been a learning, like the past two years have been a really, really great learning experience and kind of growth, uh, period for me. Um, not just as a, you know, a writer, but as a person, like, I think I know exactly what needs to be done. I know exactly what I need to do and, and what I'm good at, what I'm not good at, what I need to improve upon. And, and, um, it just takes consistent work, uh, you know, to make changes and to evolve and to, and to grow. I don't want to work with that kind of a machine. I, I, I also am avoiding hobbyists, like people that are, are just in this, game for some kind of fame or accolade or whatever like that's that's gas that runs out it burns hot and it and it fucking disappears right um yeah i i want to get down with people that are in that are thinking long game they're thinking long haul they're not in it you know because they want to get a bunch of fucking instagram followers or they're not in it because their mommy and daddy didn't yeah. say i'm proud of you enough they're trying to play when they were game kids. And get out and cast their chips so but, yeah, but uh, uh, you know let's talk about the raid because this is a 2011 film that everybody knows and you Joe and, and Frank are just going to paint it a different color again a reimagining kind of like point blank tell me about what you guys are planning for the raid um it's sick like it's sick, it's ill, and it's it's so good, and um, I think, you know, it it went through multiple drafts. It's at a place where, you know, I'm happy with it. Joe's happy with it. Frank's happy with it. Um, and you know, being open to the evolution of of the story as as we're further down the line, uh, I can say it's set in Caracas. Um, and this, you know, going off of what's on IMDb, like, you know, this, uh, special forces team gets, gets brought in to go in and take out this, um, really fucking bad guy. Uh, he's, he's, uh, yeah. his name's Felix and he's, um, he's, uh, a little more, um, sophisticated, a little more lethal a little more uh, intelligent and cunning than um, than what we saw in the, in the original raid with that villain. That guy was kind of like unhinged and was seeing things coming apart in a very violent character. Yeah. Very interesting, very wonderful. I love that 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 villain. Our guys, it would be like if uh, sorry to pull on Gary Oldman so much, but if Drexel from True Romance, you know 
had a baby with, you know, Gary's character from Leon, the professional, uh, that was, I don't know, raised by, uh, jewels from Pulp Fiction. Like, (laughs) he's just just a bad motherfucker, man. Like (laughs) this guy's and, uh, very real and, and, uh, very tangible. I, I think he's somebody that a lot of people can relate to. And, um, not a mustache twirling bad guy by any, by any stretch of the imagination. He's got his reasons. Now everybody's a, a hero in their own story. Uh, even, even the villains, the good ones, right? Like the really memorable villains oh, yeah. believe that For what sure. they're doing is right. Right. So, you know, there's, there's that. Then this team gets sent in to go, go after this guy. And whereas in, in the original raid, you kind of learn that this guy's related, this cop that's going into the building is related to the guy on the inside and it's kind of a byproduct and, and there really aren't bookends to the movie, but it's, it's hinted at in a really beautiful way. And I, I loved it. I enjoyed it, but we kind of make this struggle of, of the brothers, a, a central focal point of the film, which, which, which I think is really cool, at least at this stage, you know, in, in the script stage. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because, you know, what you put on the page also evolves once you get to set, once you work with actors, once you, you know, work with fight coordinators and all that stuff. But the central themes, like if I was pitching this motherfucker, I, w- I would say it's, it's warrior meets black Hawk down in a high rise. Um, yeah. And, and oh, that's, that's, awesome. that's really what it is. But it's, it's also an examination of, like, why, why do we fight the people who we love the most? Like, why do we have the biggest knockdown, drag-out fights with the people we care about the most? And that's yeah. something, you know, I wanted to look at. I wanted to examine, and I think Joe did too. And, um, you know, Joe's a monster of a writer, and, you know, he's one of the best. And... And so I think we made something really special, and it's it's going to be awesome. It's going to be fucking great, dude. This, this is great, man. Hey, we got if you're listening in. We got Adam Simon. I want to ask you one last thing. We got like three minutes. This half an hour is just blown by, like a like a basically like me through a bar with with a lot of bourbon. But uh, <laughs> I want to ask you about the, one of the things that you posted on Instagram a long time ago. And you work with this guy, and I have defended him in the past. Is uh, Shia. Shia LaBeouf. Is that how you say his last name? I've always wondered. Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, Shia yeah, LaBeouf? man. You got it. Yeah, yeah but I've, I've hey. been a big fan of Shia. I, I think he's just got a little bit he, – he's a little bit too wild for Hollywood. But, again, the suits don't like that. The old cringy, you know, grungy white men that don't like, you know, crazy young, you know, talents like Shia. But what was your take from making – from actually co-writing and at least working with a little bit – uh, with Shia. I mean, how is he? He seems like he's crazy talented. Yeah. I mean, he's wicked talented and he's super dedicated. It's idle hands. You know what I mean? Like I, if I don't listen, like if I don't have, I I've said this, you know, I've said this to multiple people, not just, you know, Joe and Frank, but, uh, but other people, if I don't have something I'm working on, that's, that's a problem. That's a problem for me. It's, it's when, it's in the silence, you know, it's, it's the downtime. It's the silences. That's where, that's where shit, that's where the wheels fall off. And I think for uh, people that 
are dedicated like that, that's, I, I think it's a similar struggle for a lot of people. And, um, uh, he's, you know, this guy's one of the, one of the most talented actors working today. Um, anybody who would disagree with me, I'd say, okay, cool. Go watch Fury, go watch Borg versus McEnroe. And yeah, watch man down, <laughs> watch the tax collector, watch peanut butter Falcon and watch, you know, uh, watch, honey, watch Boy, fury the, with David Ayer. Yeah, watch fury. When, when, when he almost I mean, just stole the film from Brad Pitt. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, I, I, I mean, he's really great. And my experience with him on man down was just, this is a guy who showed up and did work and, and out, outworked everybody. Like that's, you know, like his level, he's like on this Olympian, you know, level of, of, of a work ethic. And then post man down, we worked on a, on a few things together. A couple of, you know, we would just bounce ideas off of each other and we send notes to each other and stuff. And we, we stay in contact with each other. And, and so, um, I, I love the guy. I love working with the guy. Uh, I defend the guy. I've gotten the fights over the guy. I've gotten the fist fights with guys over, <laughs> you know, over the guy. Because we gotta do. Here's something I want to. Yeah, and here's something I want to end with. I said this to another interviewer today. Uh, I said, I, I've been I've been told a lot lately that I need to be quiet, that I need to simmer down, that I need to not talk so much about the people that I work with, and talk yeah. about the love that I have for those people. And my response has been typically, well, fuck you. Like, I, I <laughs> you know, if I love somebody, I tell them I love them. If, if, I, if I work with somebody, I want their projects to be successful. Like, that's it. Like, that's all I'm doing. Like, that, you know, and if I hate somebody, I fucking hate them. Like, I hate big. I love big. I party big. Like, that's just how I roll. So, um, that's the thing. And I this guy told me the other day, he goes, look, man, it's, it's business. It's not personal. And I said, no, but it is personal because I'm not a fucking hobbyist. Like when I work on something that is to provide for myself, that's to provide for my yeah. kids, that's to provide for the people that I care about. So if any time that we're doing business together, that's a personal relationship. It doesn't get more personal. It's when you know, I'm independently wealthy or whatever. And I just want to get in the game for fame. I know a ton of people like that in this town. They, they just want to be more famous or accumulate more power or stroke their ego or whatever the fuck the reason is, but they're not in the game fighting. You know, they're not, they're not in the trenches. They're not doing it. They're, they're just hobbyists. They're just coming in because they, they, they think it's kind of a cool thing. Like I'm in it because this is how I, this is my livelihood. This is how I provide. This is the hunting game. This is what I go out and kill. Yeah, and, you have to care about what you do or else it will show. Right. And that business relationship, it, it gets so personal because you're dealing on an artistic level, obviously. So there's a personal connection there, but it's also a, a business transaction. So if we shake hands on some shit, and we say, all right, we're going to do this thing together and this is how it's going to go. And, you know, we're going to do it. And, and that gets interrupted because of some bullshit reasons. And we're going to have a problem because that's a, that's a, that's very personal. Um, it's not just business. 
So, and I'm not talking about the regular order of things, right? I'm talking about oh, no, not something all, above no. and beyond. Yeah, I'm talking about things that are like above and beyond. That's like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? And the fallback is typically, oh, yeah. well, it's just business. It's like, nah, man. Business. It ain't business. <laughs> not when you're messing with the rice bowl. But anyway. Nah, right. Well, hey, man, this has been a good, I'm going to call this the first round. We're going to do more of these, especially as Point Blake kind of gets ready to come out and other stuff, man. But, man, it's it's cool talking to you, man. 30 minutes can fly, and uh, this will this will definitely go up. There will be a shareable link. It will be on iTunes. It will be burning poles in people's pockets. They'll be listening to it. But uh, my goal, as always, is to inform the world about people like you and Frank and Joe, and that's my rite of passage. That's why I'm here, man. So I appreciate you coming on. And fight world, time. baby. Fight World. Fight world Got to check that out. We Cancel. don't have time to talk about okay. it. Fight World. Fucking amazing. Cancel, cancel yeah. that damn. Tell these fuckers to cancel the other Netflix original bullshit films about the girl that's trying to do the guy in high school and go watch Fight World this Friday, okay? <laughs> screw the Defenders. Screw that's Iron Fist. Okay? So you need to go yeah. watch Fight World. Yeah. It's going to be a, I cannot yeah, wait forget, for it. I've watched that trailer a yeah, hundred times. Yeah, forget. All, I know. And how beautiful is it? I mean, it gives it just it looks gives great. You just, yeah, he dude, opens up with that picture of that kid, and he's got a swollen eyes, and he's like, "That kid could probably kick both of our asses at the same time." Hundred percent, dude. <laughs> I cannot wait for it, man. But yeah, but in we will talk about you know, like, uh, yeah, and you know, a large group of people are sitting there, you know, watching other trailers. Like it's exactly what you said. Like, you know, uh, you know. Nancy's taking a moped to go see her mother in Colorado. Yeah. What kind of hype she went into she Joseph get into? first? Yeah. Oh my just, god. Just she like, to decide between uh, the Claritin filter on Instagram or the Joseph filter. Oh my gosh. You know. Fuck. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here. All right, man. Well, well, the next your, time we get together, we'll talk IHOP. about sociopaths and psychopaths. It'll be a great conversation. Yeah, this was the formal one. Next time, we're just going to talk about, about crazy shit. Okay. Sounds good, man. All right. All right, buddy. Have a good night. All right, brother. We'll talk soon. <laughs> See ya. Later.